say is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you went. Taking your right to self defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn you wet. Broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your so very humble host and, you know, mostly peaceful, uh, Tim Tapp. Coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and glad to be talking to all you fine folks. Whether you happen to be listening to the show live or whether you happen to be listening to the podcast or an extra special thank you if you happen to be listening on one of the many great terrestrial radio stations across the country that happens to rebroadcast this show or occasionally happens to live simulcast the show. Uh, Radio stations like KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. Uh, Thank you guys so very much as I bring a little East Tennessee flavor to Utah's Talk Authority. And, of course, the live simulcast still happen on the Late Night in the Midlands Network. We've got to get a more regular schedule situated so we can get that going again. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, of course, I just came off of a uh, weekend where I happened to have celebrated my most recent birthday. So, yay, still happy birthday to me. <laughs> and I hope anybody who is celebrating a birthday in the same time frame had a great one, too, because mine was pretty good. I, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. It, it wasn't anything over the top, nothing super sensational. Just got to spend a little quiet time with the 
immediate family, and that's been long overdue, and I've really, really appreciated it. Uh, very thoughtful activities, uh, and uh, just a nice time was had, uh, and uh, want to publicly uh, thank the, uh, the folks that were involved. You know who you are. And thank you so much for all the things you guys did for me. Uh, and uh, for all the folks on social media that sent me uh, birthday wishes. And you guys know who you are, and some of them are still coming in for the belated birthdays. Thank you guys so very much, each and every one of you. Uh, just I appreciate the well wishes. And it really does help to make me feel like I've had an impact. And it gives a little more energy and power to keep getting behind this microphone and bringing you guys Strong, powerful messages. So, with all that having been said, what do you say we actually get into the show? Uh, one more time, thanks to all of you, no matter where you're listening, and let's get started. Now, I'm thinking about creating a, a whole new segment. Uh, I kind of got away from segments on the show. I used to, and if you're a long-time listener, especially from the earliest days of the show, you know that I actually had uh, multiple segments like headlines you may have missed and uh, news that isn't and uh, conspiracy corner. And I wouldn't always have every segment uh, represented in a broadcast, but I did these regular segments, especially in the earliest days when I was doing just once a week. It was like a weekly thing, so I would pick uh, Outrage of the Week, and uh, I would always have an Outrage of the Week, and I would always have the Headlines You May Have Missed segment, and then I would kind of rotate out the others. Thinking about bringing back segments at least for one broadcast a week, and if I do that, one of the newest segments is going to have to absolutely be Orange Man Still in the News. <laughs> and why? Well, let's face it, he's not went away and He's still making news, and I think he's going to continue to be a major source of news and attention of the news media, especially folks like CNN and MSNBC who really have nothing at all going if they don't get to complain about the Orange Man. Well, luckily for them, fortunate for them, they still have situations pop up like the most recent the former president of the United States, the orange man who is bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist. Yes, that's right. Uh, Mr. Don, Mr. Don, Mr. Donald John Trump announced this past Tuesday that he indeed will be traveling to the U.S.-Mexico border as current Occupier of the White House, barely there, Beijing Biden, a.k.a. Operation PFAS, as his border crisis continues to worsen. And, of course, current uh, Vice President Kamala, uh, a.k.a. Operation NEPADS, uh, she has, of course, repetitively avoided traveling to the area, coming up with some of the most ridiculous excuses not to, including some strange connection uh, as to she hasn't been to Europe either. Was she appointed European czar? Uh, I, I don't know. I still don't like the idea of czars, but at any rate, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, here's the big thing. Not only has Texas Governor Greg Abbott made it clear that they will be accepting private donations to start building the wall anew in Texas since the federal government isn't doing their job, 
But now Greg Abbott has invited the former president to come visit. In a statement released today, time of the live broadcast, uh, Donald Trump said the following, saying, quote, I have accepted the invitation of Texas Governor Greg Abbott to join him on an official visit to our nation's decimated southern border on Wednesday, June 30th of 2021. He continued saying, the Biden administration inherited from me the strongest, safest, and most secure border in U.S. history, and in mere weeks... They turned it into the single worst border crisis in U.S. history. It's an unmitigated disaster zone. Continuing even further, still quoting, If this weren't bad enough, Biden and Harris won't even tour the scene of the wreckage they created. Or come down and visit with the Border Patrol and ICE heroes risking their lives to defend our nation at a time when the White House is doing everything it can to make their job totally impossible. What Biden and Harris have done and are continuing to do on our border is a grave and willful dereliction of duty. My visit will hopefully shine a spotlight on these crimes against our nature and show, I'm sorry, not against our nature, our crimes against our nation and show the incredible people of ICE and Border Patrol that they have our unshakable support. Now, there's no doubt the the Biden border crisis continues to get worse. In fact, it got worse last month as more illegal migrants were apprehended at the southern border than in any other point in the history of the Department of Homeland Security, which was created all the way back in 2002. Now, granted, 2002 to 2021, uh, that may not be that big of a history in comparison to the totality of the history of the nation. But that's still a good little time. You're talking about better than two decades. Better than two decades. Now, in May of 2021, uh, CBP encountered 180,034 persons attempting entry along the southwest border. Now, U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, released that as part of the statement and continued saying... Single adults continue to make up the majority of these encounters. The disastrous border numbers for last month alone represented a staggering 674% increase versus May of 2020, when 23,237 illegal migrants were apprehended. Last month's numbers were the worst numbers in more than two decades. Now, the Trump administration turned around the situation on the border starting late during fiscal year 2019. And they kept them low throughout throughout fiscal year 2020. Biden's border crisis has worsened every month that he's been in office in terms of the number of illegals apprehended at the southern border. And remember, when we talk about apprehended, 
we are completely ignoring the fact that we have no idea how many people were not apprehended. We know that we're getting a percentage. What we don't know is what that percentage actually represents. How big of a percentage are we getting? How small of a percentage are we getting? What type of tactics are we seeing being used by the coyotes and the cartels? Well, they use uh, distraction techniques. They use overwhelm techniques. They, they send people intentionally one area where they're likely to attract attention so that they can then go to a weaker point in the border knowing that there will be even less resistance there because the people that are trying to keep our borders secure and safe have been called away to back up and supplement at a different location. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that chances are, ladies and gentlemen, watching the tactics that are being used, that those numbers of people that are indeed being apprehended are probably less than half possibly even significantly lower than half of the numbers actually crossing our border illegally. Now, you can agree, disagree, you can deny, you can argue, you can say, I'm just flat out wrong. You can say, Tim, shut up, you're a moron. In fact, you know what, uh, people say that all the time. I'm kind of used to it. But at the end of the day, you can't change the fact that by looking at the strategy being employed and by seeing this, just the pure data, the pure information, the statistical facts that are available, it's hard to argue against my assertion. And that's not going to stop the left. They don't care about facts. You know, to them, feelings matter more. And shutting down common sense also matters more. So we're not going to have a legitimate, fair, reasonable conversation about what's happening on the southern border. We're not. Not from the left. That's why all the adults have to continue to have this conversation. That's why you and me need to be having this conversation with our elected officials and continue to get the kind of support uh, if we can't get it from the federal governments, continue to give that support to the state governments who are on the front lines doing what Texas is now doing, and that is building their own freaking wall. So there you have it. That's it. But the news part of here, the news part of this is the fact that the orange man who's bad is still in this fight. He has demonstrated in the short amount of time that he had through the battles that he fought tooth and nail to try to get this wall built and more importantly to send the strong message to those who would illegally cross our border that they are not welcome here if they're not willing and capable of coming here the right and legal way. That's the right message to send. Now, of course, everyone on the left tried to make it uh, the case that, oh, yeah, the uh, the uh, kicker of, uh, of puppies over there, he's he's just racist. He doesn't want any of these people here. He's, he made some comments about MS-13 gang members, and then everybody with a D at the end of their name wanted to make it out as if he was saying this about everyone who happens to be from south of our border. Now, the left often whined about being taken out of context, although they love taking anybody who's slightly right of center and further to right of center. They love taking us out of context. They do it every chance they get. They try to manipulate. They try to change what we've said. They'll edit tapes very suggestively to try and 
draw out the message that they're trying to perpetrate, that we're all just a bunch of bigoted haters who are stupid. Well, guess what? Most of us are on to your game now, including uh, folks who have traditionally typically voted Democrat in the past, but were only slightly left of center. They're on to your tricks now, and they realize that you guys have been lying to them more than you've ever lied to us, because while you've been telling the lies about us, we knew you were lying. So it's not that big of a deal for us. But these folks that are newly awakening and coming to realize that they've been lied to over and over again, that you guys have manipulated and even tried to actively change the definition of words to make them feel even worse about those of us who are right of center, well, they're on to your game. Of course, it would be great if the Republican Party could be filled with folks who are willing to fight for the country and put uh, the American people first and, and do the things that elected officials are supposed to do in order to make our government work the way it's supposed to work. It would be great if we'd do that. If the Republicans would do that, uh, they'd be unstoppable in the next several election cycles. They would. Then the problem is they won't. So there's problems there, too. <laughs> now, Breitbart reporter Randy Clark who is, in fact, a retired U.S. Border Patrol officer uh, that previously served as the division chief for law enforcement operations. He reported last week that sources inside the agency told him that an estimated 250,000 illegal aliens have managed to avoid capture and have escaped into the U.S. This, of course, makes the problem even worse, is the fact that Biden is hamstringing immigration and customs enforcement's ability to remove illegal aliens once they are captured. Uh, people who are indeed breaking federal immigration laws, uh, and just these guys aren't able to do anything about removing any of them from uh, American streets. Quoting, quoting here from the Washington Post, they reported, quote, under new Biden administration rules curtailing immigration enforcement, ICE carried out fewer than 3,000 deportations last month, the lowest level on record. The agency's 6,000 officers currently average one arrest every two months. ICE, under President Biden, is an agency on probation. The new administration has rejected calls from some Democrats to eliminate the agency entirely, but Biden has placed ICE deportation officers on a very short lease. So tight that some say their work is being functionally abolished. So if you can't literally abolish them, you will functionally abolish them. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that wonderful? So Donald Trump's going to the border. Makes me want to break out into some Charlie Daniels songs here. Devil went down to Georgia. Trump's going down to the border. And I'm sure that Biden was cognitive enough to realize what was going on if he's told that. Uh, he might actually think the same thing. Uh, devil's going down. But see, that's just it. Trump is only a devil to the Biden administration. He's only a devil to the uber-leftists who are trying to run and ruin this great Republic. He's only a devil to the globalists. Yeah, the this European trip that Biden has taken, just a lovely reminder as his interactions continue between him and reporters and uh, 
the ongoing back and forth with Vladimir Putin, who, you know, he simply laughs at what's going on here. And I don't understand why there's still not a much louder chorus of people calling out what's clearly going on. Oh, yeah, it's great to finally have America back. It's uh, good to know that we're no longer going to have to worry about just unilateral uh, action being taken, that we can pool our resources, that we can work together to address China. More than half of the statements made, you know, from the more coherent uh, members of the little conference, come straight out of the Great Reset playbook. You may have noticed by now, I saw some people who were kind of silly, which is the nice way I'm going to put it, who honestly believe that some of these folks are using the phrase build back better as a, as a sign of respect for Joe Biden because they're too dumb to know where it came from. I'm sorry, ignorant. They're ignorant. They're not aware. They're not informed. They're suffering from the ignorance of not knowing that the Build Back Better was not Joe Biden's motto. It wasn't his campaign catchphrase. It was given to him as it's been given to a great number of other elected officials, not leaders, elected officials around the world who are all part of the cabal that's trying to push the Great Reset. It's all part of the economic forms big move. Yeah, we're all going to build back better with an eye on equity. Not equality, but equity. If you don't sweat and earn your equity, then you should not have equity. Because equity is about outcomes. Opportunities should be afforded. Outcomes cannot be guaranteed unless they're all negative, low, unproductive, and generally unwanted outcomes. That much I can promise you. Not that it matters, because they're going to continue to use this. Well, I've had to correct and inform several folks, because they had come across some of the reporting from uh, the little European visit, and they saw these people using the same phrase, build back better, and they were all thinking, look at the impact Joe Biden's having. He's he's got these catchphrases uh, just... Inside the heads of these world leaders, and they're they're just they're just resonating with them so much that they're using the phrase to no, you sorry, ill-informed, un yeah. I'm gonna stop. I'm I'm gonna stop because I'm gonna say something I really shouldn't if I keep going down the road. But no, that is not where it came from. Please. Please take a few minutes to do some research. Take a few minutes to learn for yourself. Take a few minutes to, even if you trust your pathetic sources of information, verify what they're telling you. Because if you do that, you're going to be sadly disappointed, first and foremost. But then you're also going to find out that all those times you thought I was crazy, uh, not so much. And if you have those conversations and then verify for yourself and then come back and tell me, hey, yeah. Now, a few people have actually done this, by the way. It doesn't happen often, but a few have. So, yeah, I remember a couple of weeks back when I said blah, blah, blah. Uh, I really, really hate to admit this, but uh, you were kind of right. So, that's all right. That's all right. I I knew. And, and, you know, since you came to me and you said this, I'm not going to rub it in. 
I, I'm going to appreciate the fact that you took the time to do the things that I ask everyone to do at the end of every broadcast, and that's go use your brain. Uh, put in some time, put in some effort, find the truth for yourself. Because the truth is still out there. You still can find it no matter how badly uh, the effort and the desire it is on the folks on the left and the social media giants right now to try and hide it from you, to bury it from you. And they're trying so very hard. But you still can find the truth. And you know, more important than anything, all you have to do is pay attention in real time. Because we no longer see this slow cook method. You know, if you're playing poker, you're trying to slow cook the pot, you're trying to make people think that, okay, I got a decent hand, but maybe not a great hand. You probably can still beat me, so I'm going to just kind of slow cook the pot. I'm going to bet a little, see if I can chase you out, but I don't want to get caught. If you just, we don't get that slow cook from the leftist media anymore. There is no longer this effort to say, okay, we need to wait a little while, then they'll forget, and then we can convince them something different happened. Now, right now, they just go for it immediately. I mean, there are so many things that we have now seen that uh, were all attacks against the orange man. It turns out everything was true. Everything from treatments for COVID to uh, Russian bounties on American soldiers in Afghanistan uh, to whatever else they have said falsely about former President Donald John Trump, it, it all keeps coming back. I mean, Donald Trump literally said this past week, have you noticed? You know, he had a little rally. He said, have you noticed all the things that they're now admitting I was right about? Now, not one time are you going to see them say, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Donald Trump was right. Not, or, not are they ever going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, all those things that we said eh, weren't true. Because the sad part is about at least half of the people that were spreading those lies knew they were a lie when they spread them. And the other half just, again, like the folks who think the Build Back Better thing is Biden resonating with the world. They just don't know. They're ignorant of the circumstances. If you were paying attention, you would already know these things. Now, that's not to say that uh, if you're paying attention, you're going to know every, there's so many things going on and some of this stuff is pretty well hidden. And maybe you don't have time to go digging down the rabbit holes and, and have it help you if you get uh, caught on the YouTube rabbit hole because there's no telling where you'll end up at then. Uh, you may uh, come out uh, believing that uh, all the pedophiles have moved from Jeffrey Epstein's uh, <laughs> pedophile island off to uh, moon base uh, on the, the dark side of the moon where they'll safely wait out this current reemergence of conservative values in America. Uh, yeah, there's no telling where you end up with that. I mean, honestly. But look for legitimate sources. Find legitimate sources. Engage with legitimate sources. And you will know. You just have to pay attention. And a good place to start, if you happen to be hearing this right here, right now, is being right here. And follow it up by listening to Great other shows like the Ron Edwards American Experience. Uh, listening to great shows like Southern Sense Talk Radio. Listening to people uh, commentating like uh, Julio Rivera. Listening to people like Rod Eccles. Listening to people like Josh Bernstein. Uh, people who have been trying to do this for a long time. Trying to reach people with the truth. 
Some of them are a bit of uh, bomb throwers. Some of them are very low-key and very polite. And that's just a very short list. You're looking for people like Don Smith. You're looking for uh, people like what Chief used to bring to the table. Uh, And someday I hope, I pray, that he will eventually feel good enough to come back and, and continue and restart uh, simple facts of life. I I told you last week he's kind of stepped away from it for a little while. He's put the show on hiatus. I'm praying that it's not a permanent one. Uh, and again, if it is, I fully understand. I, I don't want to sound like I'm putting any kind of pressure on Chief whatsoever. I just hope that someday he feels well enough to come back to it and bring us more of those very simple facts of life because, man, we, we sure can use them. All right. Uh, time to transition to the next story. But before we do that, let's take a little time to, uh, you know, kind of do that mid-hour break thing. And uh, let's see if I can get my uh, control panel here to uh, Because I would like to start off, as I so often do, with an Edwards notebook. And if I can get it to the right place, we'll do exactly that. All right, so you guys stay where you're at. Don't go anywhere. And as soon as this crazy thing starts working again, I'll start playing it. We'll take that mid-hour break. Come on there. I think we're about to get it. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back on the other side of this very brief break. Once again, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin demonstrates why hypocritical leftists should not be in positions of authority. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was appointed by Biden to assume that position, like leftists normally do, he crowed about setting out to clean the military ranks of those who sexually abuse others, especially females. He also vowed to purge the military of Trump supporters. But at least he pledged to go after the sexual abusers, which no decent person can argue against, right? Being a sexual abuser is bad enough. But when Secretary of Defense Austin found out that then Major General James Glazioplane sexually assaulted his daughter while in uniform, Secretary of Defense Austin merely reduced Major General James J. Glazioplane's rank to second lieutenant. A Defense Department spokeswoman told American Military News, quote, this action may not be appealed, unquote. Now, mind you, Secretary of Defense Austin wants to kick all patriots and Trump supporters out of the military but simply demotes the rank of a thug in uniform who sexually assaulted his daughter? Mm, mm, mm. Wake up, my fellow Americans, before the moral hypocrites destroy our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Hello, this is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. Did you know that the unemployment rate for homeless veterans was twice the national average? And without proper shoes, it's hard to get a job? Here's your Veterans Tip of the Day. People from all over the country helped us with our annual Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Shoes and Socks for Homeless Veterans. There was a time this summer where we believed that probably it wouldn't be successful because of the pandemic, but decided to go ahead and do it anyway. We reached out in the local community and on the various radio shows that I'm on, asked for their support. In a little over three weeks, we received 400 pairs of shoes and over 1,000 pairs of socks for homeless veterans so they can go out and look for a job and have a decent pair of shoes to wear. We at Songs and Stories for Soldiers and all the 400-plus soldiers 
who will receive these shoes and socks saying thank you for your generosity. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from that very brief break. Thank you so very much for staying with me through it. Uh, before I get back into the action, I would like to ask you to take a moment to check out today's show description if you are listening to the podcast or if you'd like to take the time, uh, if you're listening to some other venue, uh, to visit tapintothetruth.com and then look down some of the connective links. I would like to remind you that my Patriot Supply is still out there and doing the fantastic job of making sure to help you be self-reliant. Now, in order to truly enjoy the blessings of individual liberty, you have to have individual responsibility. And part of that is being self-reliant, self-sufficient, and a good way to help make sure that you are indeed self-reliant is to make sure that you have enough food in the event of an emergency. My Patriot Supply goes well beyond the norm when coming to a fashion to have you where you need to be in the event of a national national a natural disaster or a national emergency that uh, keeps you on lockdown Uh, not that anything like that could possibly happen all right so my patriot supply please follow the link in the show description just copy the link paste it into your web browser and follow it that way so the very important little piece of information they know that i'm the one that sent you uh that's all i'm really asking please take the time to go to my patriot supply and make sure that you check out everything they've got going on right now latest information i have uh, pretty much everything's in stock they're running specials depending on what size orders you uh, purchase they still have those great uh two and four week kits available uh, a lot of great tasting food and they have other things too water purification all kinds of stuff uh, go visit check them out uh, and if you decide to make a purchase then hey very wise investment in yourself and your ability to be self-reliant. Uh, go be a patriot. Go be self-sufficient uh, and uh, place an order at uh, My Patriot Supply. Just follow the link in the show description. All right. Now, let's uh, let's jump back into the action, shall we? Uh, here's something that's very, very interesting. Uh, did you know that... Uh, Hunter Biden is an artist, and and not just a a con artist, not just a a street presence, not just someone who can utter the N-word and face no repercussions. No, he's an actual, honest-to-goodness artist, and evidently his art is supposedly... Good enough that with his upcoming show, that he may be uh, able to command as much as million dollars uh, per certain pieces when it comes to this art being sold. Now, the question is, is anybody buying this? Do you hear Hunter Biden uh, is such a great artist that he may be able to command millions of dollars for his art considering that the guy has not been particularly artistic previous to this at least 
I've never heard anybody talk about what a great artist Hunter Biden is, uh, not until this week. I mean, even some of the folks that have looked at this art have used the adjective weird. (laughs) Uh, Some of Hunter's pieces have been compared to bacteria under a microscope. I mean, it's it's a very weird situation. Uh, Not just Hunter's art, but the fact that people seem to be acting as if that this is going to be some great addition to the culture of this great nation. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not buying it, boys and girls. I I have a hard time imagining that, uh, that Hunter Biden is just suddenly one of the avant-garde artists of our time. But I'll tell you what I don't have difficulty believing in. Several conservative voices have already made the assertion that perhaps, perhaps this is the latest in the Biden family criminal enterprise. You know, Hunter was trotting around the world, getting these huge bags filled with cash wherever he went in the name of Biden. And we know even though there's a great deal of folks that still won't admit to this. I mean, because as a journalist, I must say he allegedly, since I'm not a journalist and a commentator, I can get away without saying allegedly. But let's play journalist for a moment. Uh, that uh, Hunter Biden allegedly was simply access to Joe Biden. Now, Joe denies it. Now, Maybe Joe honestly doesn't remember it anymore, but at this point we know that Joe Biden was having uh, dinner meetings with multiple partners in uh, previous Hunter Biden business ventures. He says he's never once talked business with Hunter. Well, did he just meet with Hunter's business partners just because he wanted to say hey? I mean, does anybody believe that? I mean, anybody other than the mainstream legacy leftist media in this country. Does anybody else believe that? Now, surely uh, Democratic voters want to believe it, but do they? I mean, once they found out about it, there's there's got to be a reason why they're still trying to, to hide the Hunter Biden laptop story, right? I mean, it's out there now, but how many people that voted for Joe Biden knew anything about the Hunter Biden laptop story? Very few. A significant enough voters, when they decided, said it would have changed how they voted. It would have impacted the election. It would have changed the outcome of the election. So if you want to talk about how voter fraud was involved, well, how about just voter manipulation? How about the voter and Facebook manipulated the voting public by keeping a legitimate news story out of the consumption of the average American who had an interest in that kind of a story? I mean, that to me, much bigger criminal activity than. So uh, I guess where's the real question? Is this the new way to launder money to the Biden crime family? That's the real question. As soon as I heard this, that's the first thing that came to my mind. And then 
to hear certain commentators immediately go there after the thought occurred to me. It's like, I was happy that, okay, I can still go with this because I thought of it before somebody else said it to me. But we live at a time, literally, where Hunter Biden, the scandal-plagued son of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the former, giving the benefit of the doubt here, the former addict, the man who has publicly admitted, publicly admitted that most of his privilege came from his last name, the man who does not deny, has not denied that the laptop from the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, hasn't even bothered to deny that it was his laptop. The man who decided that he wanted to bed his dead widow <laughs> and then complicated it for this man. Is there a reason why we should just suddenly take him at his word? Scandal, plague, is a very nice way of putting it. So the scandal plague son of Joe Biden, he's embraced a new life as a full-time artist. And he will get his paintings shown this fall in Los Angeles and New York City, where they're expected to fetch upwards of a million dollars. Now, the younger Biden's abstract paintings and collages, which sometimes resemble bacteria under a microscope, sometimes depict human body parts, will receive a private showing in Los Angeles this fall and later an exhibition in New York. A quote here from... Artnet.com that was published this past Monday. I don't paint from emotion or feelings, which I think are both very empirical. This is supposedly a direct quote from Hunter. For me, painting is much more about, I think, personal truth. <coughs> What? what? What's that, Hunter? The universal truth, Hunter, is that you are an artist, a con artist. You are a man who, to this day, continues to do things that are, at, at very best, suspect. And at worst, definitely criminal. So where does that leave the average American? Well, nowhere. It's nowhere because nobody's allowed to talk about the negative parts. Or if you are going to talk about the negative parts, you have to put it in the light of recovery. You have to put it in the light of having overcome your personal demons. Now, I, I really don't want anybody to get me wrong here. I really, really do respect folks who were genuinely acts and who genuinely found their way to a better place. 
It's not an easy thing to break addiction. It's not an easy thing to get past addiction. And I don't want to sound as if I'm just poo-pooing on the idea that it's possible. Because I know people, personally, who have fought those demons and who have done very well for a very long time. But the first thing that those people will say, the first thing they'll tell you, if they're truly being honest, is that they're never more than just a couple of bad choices away on a bad day from being right back where they started. So forgive me if I believe that what you're saying is at the very least suspect, at least to a degree. I don't I don't like not being in a position to give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, if you're a long-time listener, you know that I have often been accused of being somewhat Pollyanna-ish. Hello, Pollyanna. I see once again that you're just thinking that though they've done nothing to deserve it. Well, I refuse to be cynical. I only call out in negativity uh, those people who have proven to me who they are. The thing is, Hunter Biden has a pretty long track record at this point, and more and more is being made public as we continue down this road. And this, to me, feels like more of the same old Hunter Biden, the artist. I'm sorry, the con artist. Excuse me. Let me let me tell you his quote again from an interview at Artnet.com. I, I don't paint from emotion or feeling which I think are both very empirical. empirical. For me, painting is much more about kind of trying to bring forth what is, I think, the universal truth. Oh, my goodness. So far, his works of <clears throat> art sell for $75,000 for works on paper and $500,000 for large paintings. Biden's Soho art dealer, gentleman by the name of uh, George Burgess, probably pronounced Jorge, but it's not spelled Jorge based on how they're trying to do this. But anyway, uh, his art dealer made this claim at artnet.com as well. 75000 for his works on paper. 500000 for large painting. Experts, experts praised his pieces and predicted that some would sell for an eye-popping amount. Quoting from Alexander Gallery, uh, Alex, excuse me, Alex Eseverdo. I'm probably butchering the last name. Please forgive me, Alex. He owns the Alexander Gallery in Manhattan. Uh, he was speaking to the New York Post, and uh, he's been in the art business since 1956. So presumably, you would expect him to know what he's talking about. He said, quote, I'm not impressed with modern art at all, but I was floored by that guy. Really? Another quote from Isabudo. Oh, let's just call him Alex so I don't mess it up. I'm really not trying to, to disrespect Alex here. Anybody who buys it would be guaranteed instant profit. He's the president's son. Everybody would want a piece of that. The providence is impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I, I think he came really close to saying the quiet part out loud there. Anybody who buys its guaranteed instant profit, he's the president's son. Everybody would want a piece of that. But is it the piece of art you're talking about, or is it the access to the Biden crime family? This expert in the field, Alex, our friend in New York, said he expects some of Biden's pieces to sell for $1 million or higher. But he acknowledged that the pieces would probably go for around 25000 to 100000 if the Biden name were not attached to them. Now, I'm sorry. If you've seen any of this now, and there are some uh, uh, photos uh, floating around the Internet. If you've seen any of them, I have a hard time believing somebody's going to pay more than $25 for them. Now, granted, you always have to accept that art is in the eye of the beholder. And there really is no accounting of taste. I mean, I'm quite certain if you saw my music playlist, uh, some of you would be going right on. And some of you would be going, what the hell's wrong with that guy? <laughs> I'm quite certain if you were watching uh, my playlist on uh, some of these uh, television uh, shows, what I'm watching there, uh, some of you would be saying, eh, yeah, that's that's a good show. And some of you would be saying, I, I thought this guy was relatively normal, but, but what is he watching? Well, in my defense, when it comes to the television, I would like to point out that my wife often has control of the remotes far more often than I do, and I rarely fight her for it. So a lot of what you'd be seeing has nothing to do with me, but that's just a side note. I don't understand a lot of the avant-garde in the art world. I'm not an art aficionado, okay? I, I will leave it at that. So take my opinion for what it's worth, which, you know, even when it comes to things that I am knowledgeable about, most of you guys have no problem with that. You're really good at ignoring what I have to say. <laughs> but I have a really hard time believing that somebody's going to buy this just because it's Hunter Biden. I have a hard time believing that somebody's going to pay a million plus for any of the pieces, at least any of the pieces that I'm seeing. I do, however, have no problem at all believing that some people who want to talk to Joe, especially since uh, technically he's occupying the White House these days, if you want to have that private dinner conversation... Not that I think you'd garner much good from it these days because, uh, you know, Joe's always getting in trouble with his aides. I think if you just want access to the Biden family, yeah, then you might pony up a, a mill or a mill and a quarter. It just, it all depends. I have a hard time believing anything else. And, you know, maybe that is me just being super cynical or maybe maybe that's just me having my eyes opened by the previous actions of both Joe and Hunter and understand what these people have been like for a long time and that as far as I can tell Hunter Biden is a 50 plus year old individual who's simply not capable of standing on his own 
I mean, for God's sakes, one of his uh, little works of art is a green and pink abstract painting that uh, looks like freaking COVID-19 virus. We're talking about a 51-year-old man who got booted out of the Navy, who has no formal art training, but has been reportedly creating art since he was very young? Well, then why hasn't he been selling his art before? Why isn't Hunter Biden known as a prolific artist? We're talking like about a kid who's technically a lawyer, a former lobbyist, a former drug addict. He's been dogged by high-profile political and personal scandals, all of them, over and over again, most of them quite salacious. Better suited for the Jerry Springer show than a legitimate news outlet. In leaked emails from 2014 reported by the New York Post, Biden appears to try to leverage his influence with his father, who was vice president at the time and heavily involved in U.S. policy in Ukraine. Biden referenced his father in negotiations regarding the lucrative position on the board of the Ukrainian natural gas company Burisma. In April, Biden releases his new memoir, Beautiful Things, a memoir, published by Simon & Schuster. The title is a reference to a phrase Biden's late brother Bo used to say to him, which he said was also a testament, quote, to the beautiful things that he thought my art was. Asked what his father thinks about his art, Biden responded, My dad loves everything I do, and so I'll leave it at that. My dad loves everything I do. Well, if the majority of what you do is bring bags of cash back to the Biden crime family, I bet he does. I bet he loves everything you do in a way that not just any proud father can. You know, I would love to be a fly on the wall with this upcoming Father's Day holiday upcoming just to see what Hunter gives his dad this year. What do you give the man who's managed to be a do-nothing senator for nearly 50 years and then managed to be a do-nothing vice president other than get caught on the microphone a few times uh, hurling expletives at people? What do you do about the guy who has proven himself while in Europe on the world stage as I'm just going to give these guys whatever they want because I'm not going to be unilateral. And then I'm going to randomly wander into a cafe where people are going to talk to me. And I don't know these people. So stranger danger, stranger danger. I need help. I need an adult. I need an adult. And then along comes one of his aides. Uh, come on, Mr. President. We're, we're going to leave now. I mean, it's elder abuse doesn't Cover it. Oh, my goodness. All right, that's going to have to be it for the first hour. We're going to reset the hour because if you're listening on terrestrial radio, there's a really good chance that uh, you only hear this show an hour at a time. So for those of you that are listening, I'm going to say goodbye for now. Please tune in again tomorrow for the next broadcast. You'll get to hear hour number two of the live show. And uh, this, of course, was hour number one. So... 
Thank you so very much. If I am saying bye to you, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and more importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe, be smart, and, uh, you know, uh, be smart out there, even if it goes against your nature. From a blue state clan Taught to praise the little man Told that union saved the working class He was raised a red state son To love the flag and own a gun Warned about the greed within the mass They met beneath the moonlit sky A college party drunk and high And when they had degrees They said their vows he couldn't say when, he couldn't say how, he couldn't say why, she was different in his eyes. They built careers and had a kid, tried to live like their parents did, but both their parties taxed them close to death. Learned to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She couldn't say why He was different in her eyes Because of foreign wars we wage Has more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border And politicians build a new world order Too many minds are convinced they should be led Gotta be free the way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn UN Taking your right to self-defense They say you're safer but they don't make sense Dangerous ones will not turn into guns All the unions always ask for more
goddamn UN. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am indeed your very, very humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And not only am I your humble host, I'm also mostly peaceful. Or at least as mostly peaceful as a BLM riot uh, in downtown Portland. So, with that having been said, when Antifa uh, comes out to play, let's jump into things first and foremost. Thank you so very much for being here. As always, I greatly appreciate it. If you happen to be listening to the show being rebroadcast over radio, uh, then uh, just for your general information, this is the second hour of a live broadcast that took place on June 15th, 2021. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, then you probably already know that. But just the same, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening. Thank you so very much. I want to give a shout out to uh, all the fine folks out there that I uh, love and miss and uh, hate not interacting with you guys. Uh, I'm just not broadcasting on BTR at the moment. I probably will bring that back uh, fairly soon or at least start simulcasting over at BTR along with a different platform. We'll see how that plays out. I uh, got some technical snafus to try to work out to make that happen. But in the meanwhile, uh, thank you so very much. Uh, people like uh, Bigfoot, people like uh, Annie uh, and Ubellis, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio, uh, Don Smith, uh, folks like Chief out there. Uh, Chief has stepped away from Simple Facts of Life for a little bit. The show's on hiatus. Uh, uh, if you are inclined to do so, I'd ask you to pray for uh, uh, healing for Chief, whether he decides to come back or not. Definitely hate the fact that uh, uh, this gentleman who's had such an impact on a lot of folks has uh, gotten to the point where he just doesn't feel well enough to feel comfortable trying to do a 30-minute show once a week. So, obviously, this is a man who could use a lot of positive uh, vibes sent his way, and I'm asking uh, if you are inclined to do so, please. And in the meanwhile, uh, even if you're not, uh, please go to uh, blogtalkradio.com. Uh, go into the search bar looking for Simple Facts of Life. Uh, it'll take a little longer. You'll have to scroll. It'll take you a bit to find the show archives, which are going to continue to be there. Uh, go back and listen to some of those shows. Let him know. Let him see these numbers continuing to go up, and uh, let him know that... Uh, you guys enjoyed the show and enjoyed what he did. Uh, just go back and listen to some of these past broadcasts. It's fantastic. Well worth it. In the meanwhile, uh, go visit Annie over at Southern dot, not dot, but Southern dash, or you can say a hyphen, either one, a hyphen or a dash, Southern hyphen sense dot com. Uh, that way you can see everything she's up to, not just figure out your preferred method of listening to uh, the show Southern, Southern, ah. <laughs> uh, Still thinking about Chief. <laughs> Southern Sense Talk Radio. Uh, so you can choose how you want to listen to the show. But you can also see all the other things she's up to, which is usually quite a bit. And, man, I'm starting to feel like uh, Joe Biden a little bit there. Just kind of froze up. Uh, wasn't for seven seconds, but uh, did just kind of freeze up there for a second. Uh, Southern, Southern I, I know this. I say it all the time. Where did it go from? Uh, check out Bigfoot's work. Uh, he's a blogger extraordinaire. Don't believe me? Then I double-dog dare you. Check out Bigfoot's work over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. And, uh, you know, uh, don't forget to also visit uh, the theronedwards.com, theronedwards.com, uh, to check out Ron's uh, stuff, uh, his commentaries, his show, everything he's up to. And, uh, you know, uh, 
check out uh, rodeckles.net, uh, you know, uh, the donsmithshow.com is uh, the best place to track him down over at Locals. As Don is still doing his show, but he's not on BTR anymore. Uh, you know, uh, check out Gary's, uh, uh, Gary, George Center over at uh, his broadcast, Firefox News. Uh, he's broadcasting on multiple platforms, uh, including a simulcast at BTR, along with uh, Mixer and uh, uh, several other platforms he now uses. Uh, always a great show as well. Uh, you know, and uh, don't forget Suzette, uh, doing Suzette Live over at the Bullet, uh, the Ideas Are Bulletproof Network over at Spreaker.com. Man, I'm bumbling over all this stuff. It, it's been a long day, but not that long. Good grief, though. Bleedy broody beefs in the freaking freaking and the sing burk burk burk. Okay, uh, I, well, I don't know what's sadder the fact that I'm stumbling over things that I said a million times or the fact that now I feel like I could probably be the backup voice for the Swedish chef. <laughs> Should that ever be a job opportunity that's needed? Okay, enough random continuing babbling. Uh, let's get. On with the show, shall we? Checking and making sure that everything's five by five. Uh, my recording uh, bar doesn't seem to be moving. So I don't know. I'm a little nervous about that. But anyway, uh, let's continue. Now, back in the first hour, I talked about Hunter Biden becoming an artist. Ooh. And the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist. Now, he's been officially invited to visit the border uh, in the great state of Texas. He had a few words about the Biden administration's disaster ongoing there. And we covered that to a degree. And like I said, I'm thinking about uh, at least for one episode a week, bringing back the segments I used to do. So, Orange Man in the News... I think is something that uh, something that I should visit. Uh, it sounds like a great news segment. I don't know. All right, but in the meanwhile, there are other things that are certainly worthy of our attention today, and not the least of which is there's some attention being paid to the new Biden domestic terror plan. Ooh, scary stuff, right? Uh, you may be a terrorist if you believe America was great as she was founded. Yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, as a uh, person who conveys whiteness wherever you go, you may also be a domestic terrorist. <sighs> I tell you what, it's, I, I would laugh at all this if it wasn't for the fact that I know these people are serious. We already see how dangerous these people want to go. I mean, we got Robin D'Angelo, who is now officially coming out with her newest book you know she was the great american author that brought us white fragility and made such an impact on our current condition particularly in corporate america where uh you've got companies like coke now telling their employees to be less white that comes straight from white fragility that comes straight from critical race theory that comes straight from all these morons who seem to have forgotten that the ultimate goal is to be colorblind the ultimate goal is to have equality and equal opportunities, to be treated 
equal under the law and to be treated equal within society. To suddenly say the only way to make up for the past, the only way to make up for the past is to build a future together where all the wrongs are simply no longer done. Anything else is a quest for vengeance. And your quest for vengeance against people who mostly aren't even alive anymore is only going to create you new enemies and prevent you from ever achieving equality. And if you ever want to use the phrase equity and it means something reasonably positive, then you've got to be seeing equity occur as a natural outgrowth from equality. If equality is not good enough for you, then uh, you're in a nation and you should either A, just pronounce yourself as such, which a lot of these people actually do, or B, find another place where you think you'll be happier and move there. Stop trying to just republic and uh, just go build yourself your little uh, Marxist uh, utopia wherever you think uh, it's going to work out. Anyway, before I go too far down that primrose path, uh, let's get back to this story. The Biden administration has released its new White House National Security Council plan to address domestic terrorism. This happened on Tuesday of this week. And uh, they also pledged to focus on curbing the spread of the militia extremism and white supremacy that the administration argues present, quote, most persistent and lethal threats. I'm not making that up, by the way. That is literally the quote. Uh, continuing to quote here, President Joe Biden in a news conference. This national strategy for countering domestic terrorism lays out a comprehensive approach to addressing the threat while safeguarding bedrock American civil rights and civil liberties. Values that make us who we are as a nation. We cannot ignore this threat or wish it away. We can, however, continue to uh, build it up to be more than it actually is so that we can continue to terrify people and uh, uh, you know, try to make it clear that white people should sit down and shut up and not say anything about this, including myself. So I will sit here and wait till one of my aides brings me some pudding. Oh, wait, they edited that part of the answer out. So technically, if I'm going to claim to be a journalist, which, by the way, I do not, I probably should not quote that part of it. Okay, so at any rate, uh, it was noted that the NSC has now defined domestic terrorism as activities that involve acts dangerous to human life that are a violation of the criminal laws of the United States or of any state, appear to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population, to influence the policy a government by intimidation or coercion. You see, I, I'm reading something that... Uh, was released by Biden, and suddenly I'm talking like Biden. And and America. Is that, give me a break. 
142 days. I, I don't remember how many days. What was it, 128? <laughs> he said, uh, or suddenly he comes up to the microphone. He's like this growling whisper like he's possessed. Give me a break. <laughs> Takes time, man. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, da, 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 where did I end up? At? So we're still talking the definition of domestic terrorism, according to these folks. Now, wasn't quite done with it. I just had to slip off into my Biden moment. So I, I apologize. So, an effort to influence the policy of a government by intimidation or coercion, or to affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping, and occur primarily within the jurisdiction of the United States. So you don't have to be, according to this definition, you don't actually have to be uh, a homegrown uh, revolutionary. You just have to be conducting your activities here. Now, that's like giving an open invitation to Hamas and then calling uh, when they blow up some building somewhere, uh, claiming that that's domestic terrorism just because it happened here. That's not really correct. Now, a lot of this I actually think most people would understand and recognize as being acts of terrorism. However, I do think it's a little broad and as I've already pointed out, if it's occurring primarily within the jurisdiction of the United States without a mention of who's actually committing the act, that might be a little vague. Anyway, domestic terrorism is, back to quoting uh, from the... Terrorism is both persistent and evolving. That requires an overarching that seeks to identify and neutralize domestic terror threats before they come to fruition. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with that, too, as long as you're, I don't know, uh, acting the bounds of the Constitution. I mean, you give lip service to civil liberties, but I don't think you guys know what civil liberties mean anymore. I, I'm pretty sure you guys have no idea what the Constitution even says anymore. It's been so long since you've actually looked at it. You've even stopped making fun of what's in it long enough at this point that I honestly think you do not know. I mean, that's it. I, I'm no longer giving any of you people, uh, if you happen to have a D at the end, it's really good at a few things. One of the things it's really good at is killing lots of innocent poor people. It's really good at making the villain, the bad guy. And guess what? If you're part of any minority group whatsoever, there's a really good chance you could find yourself as part of the other. You know who generally doesn't treat minorities like they're insignificant, unimportant, and uh, can easily just be used as a scapegoat for when something goes bad. Those American citizens that believe in the republic and love the Constitution, those folks, they want you to be here as their... Robin D'Angelo's new book is... Uh, I think it's titled Nice, Race, nice Racism or something along those lines. Yeah, now you believe her method here. Uh, listen to the leftist and, and don't you trust them because the nicer they are to you, the more racist they really are. Now, I'll be the first one to admit that you can be a bad person and you can use smile. If I'm not actively doing something to hurt you, you got no reason to be mad at me.
If I just say some words that hurt your feelings, you really don't have a reason to be mad at me. Just stop listening. Or maybe you should listen and develop some thicker. Maybe you should listen and uh, decide for yourself, hey, could I be wrong? Could, could that guy over there that said this mean thing that hurt my feelings, could he possibly be right? You don't care what the answer is, then move on with your life. Guess what? You don't have to silence me. You just don't have to listen. But I challenge you to listen and think about it, be honest with yourself, and come back and tell me I'm wrong. That's your challenge. Now, some of you may come away from it feeling that way because you're still living mostly in a little echo chamber. This is going to back up your feelings rather than bring you wisdom is bad. Free market economies are good. Greed, despite what certain movies from the 80s might tell you, is not good. But there is no engine that has elevated individuals out of poverty more than free market economies. You want to call it capitalism, call it capitalism. I don't like the term that much. I try not to use it very often just because capitalism is the term that the Marxists want us to use. All right, anyway, I, I'm down the a completely different path again. Let me reel it back in. Uh, we're talking about the new domestic terrorist program, right? So they want a plan that's going to be an overarching approach that seeks to identify and neutralize domestic terror threats before they come to fruition. The problem with that is if they're not going to adhere to the Constitution, almost anybody can be a terrorist. By their definition, uh, how could I be a terrorist? Because there could probably be misconstrued or taken out of context or actually taken in context at a moment that I was angry. And uh, they'd be uh, claiming that that was a call to action. I'm trying to organize violence against the government or any particular individual part of the government or just against others that are American that I, I might, again, how vague this definition was, uh, may force a change in government policy. So are you really talking about terrorists, bad people that plan on hurting folks? Or are you just talking about anybody you don't like what they have to say? Because, again, kind of vague with your descriptions. Kind of important that you de-vague that just a little bit. Again, the NSC said that although domestic terrorism can focus on a wide range of ideas, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, principally those who promote the superiority of the white race, now they specifically put that in there. I would love to see a mention of uh, those that promote the superiority of any race over another. Are there white supremacists in this country? Yes, I have it on good authority that there's still at least five in the country. Honest to goodness, out in the open, ready to say it. Uh, we'll scream and chant white pee or race traitor just because I'm willing to say I don't mind legitimate legal immigration. I don't mind people of other colors uh, getting to know me and uh, 
me getting to know them. I don't mind having friendships and relationships with people that don't look exactly like I do. So I'm a race traitor, according to a true white supremacist. But guess what? There's not that many of those out there, no matter what the left would like to have you say, which is why they make such a big deal about folks like Robin DiAngelo, why they make such a big deal about them poking every Caucasian in the eye with their thumb and then saying when we react to attacking my friends, my neighbors, you are attacking other people of color that stand up to your idiotic new definitions. And you say we're the ones that are demonstrating hostility, that we're the ones that are showing that we indeed are supremacists? See, they're trying to set up this false argument, and they're trying to set up a win-win situation for them because if we do just sit down and shut up, they get away with whatever they're going to try to say. And if we do stand up to them, well, then we're just demonstrating that they're right. Except it's all I'm sorry. You specifically said violent extremists here, principally those who promote the superiority of the white race. That's not say racially or ethnically motivated actual white supremacists that are still operating out in the open and the other six that are quietly operating behind the scenes. But it also includes a lot of folks, too. Some folks that tend to to raise money for some the politicians. Is, is, is that what this is? I mean, we've already seen how Black Lives Matter Incorporated raised millions and millions of dollars, and the only people who seemed to have been helped were the white leftists who were at the top of these organizations and uh, a few folks uh, outside of themselves that they gave a little reward as BLM Incorporated continues to turn a blind eye to actual problems in the black community. Anyway, I'll continue. Okay. So, the promotion, superiority, blah, blah, blah. And militia, violent extremists are assessed as presenting the most persistent and lethal threats. Now, this little uh, statement also Uh, continued by adding that most domestic terrorists unite around anger with, quote, the same segment or segments of the American immigrants, Jews, Muslims, other religious minorities, women and girls, LGBTQI plus individuals, and others. You know, everybody that's part of their little protective hierarchy. I'm sorry, but I find this to be, well, I find it to be exactly what you'd expect from a leftist, not just any average, slightly left-leaning person, but, you know, the hardcore folks that are trying to push. They want people like myself to just be silent. They don't want me Saying to anyone, hey guys, why on earth would you listen to a guy that talks about the Great Reset? Why on earth would you talk to, listen to a guy who talks about a, cra- a critical race theory like it's a bad thing? He just doesn't want to talk about slavery. Bull, we've talked about slavery 
uh, over the years quite a bit. It is fundamentally, fundamentally, it is fundamentally wrong and abhorrent for one person to own another. Period. Doesn't change the fact that there are open slave markets in what used to be Libya. Conservative people can govern themselves. And this great experiment called the American Republic was designed with the intent that the people will indeed govern themselves. That we'll assign people to go do the ins and outs of the daily business of government on our behalf. They are our representatives. But at the end of the day, we are the sovereigns of the nation. We are governing ourselves. And we should expect to face consequences. We should expect to reap the rewards when we take a risk and it pays off. We should expect to have to cover our losses if we take a risk and it doesn't pay off. We should expect that if we just play it safe, we may never see a reward or an advancement. We should accept that if we're not prepared to put in effort, to put in work, that we don't deserve an equal outcome as someone else who is willing to put in the effort and put in the work. You see, that now, according to academics and uh, people far smarter than I, for they have degrees and many letters at the end of their name, according to those people, uh, those are all values of whiteness. Those are all the little tiny indicators that I'm a horrible bigot, that I'm a racist, that I am a white supremacist. Which, of course, I'm not. Which, of course, is exactly what a white supremacist would tell you if they were doing a radio show, right? Except, no, they would If you were an honest-to-goodness white supremacist, you're shouting that stuff from the rooftops. You're even willing to go on shows like Springer back in the day just so you could stand there dressed up in your outfit and talk about uh, what a freaking white supremacist you, you are. You were willing to be on... Uh, Geraldo's show, back when Geraldo had his own thing and was actually doing the investigative reporting stuff before he became a social justice warrior himself. You know, you're willing to be seen marching down the streets wearing your little robes. And in the modern age, very few of these folks even continue to wear a hood. Unless it's a special occasion. So they want you to know who they are. They talk about white pride, and they talk about white power, and they talk about race traitors. And guess what, boys and girls? I would be considered a waste race traitor by a true white supremacist. But hey, you guys are so upset on the left by microaggressions, I can say two things that are completely innocuous, and if you take it the wrong way, then I'm a horrible person who must be canceled. So I'm not going to take your feelings too much into account because you're too easily offended. You're why we can't have nice things. Comedy, gone to crap. Why? Because comedy is usually at someone's expense. And you're so freaking two-faced. 
bust N-word multiple times talking to his white lawyer. We just had a certain senator from New York, a certain Chucky Schumer, who, in trying to attack Republicans, used the word retarded quite viciously. You're talking about retarded children. We were trying to build housing for retarded children. Now, for better than a decade and a half, we've been lectured about how the R word is cruel and cold and unaccepted. We can't use it anymore. My friend Ron Edwards uses the word quite a bit on air uh, when trying to describe it, particularly a certain group of uh, Americans. Uh, Typically, these aren't people that have a legitimate mental uh, faculty issue uh, other than being leftist, which, you know, I'm inclined to agree with Dr. Savage in saying that uh, leftism is a mental disorder. So perhaps they are a bit stunted mentally. But we're not supposed to use that word. But does anybody come crashing down on Chucky? No, Senator Schumer is quite all right. In fact, uh, we forgive him instantly here in the media because he's still useful to them. And right now, presumably, uh, Joe Biden is still useful to the uber left. So Hunter's story is his his foibles must be hidden or forgiven or uh, whitewashed in a fashion that would make you think that he's some heroic, tragic figure who's fighting desperately to overcome the obstacles life is to now become a true artist. <laughs> a true artist who now has means to do what? To have people launder money through the Biden crime family once again. Uh, yeah, that little, uh, that that uh, paper over there, that's some of your art, right? I'll give you a million and a quarter for that. Uh, actually, that's where I blew my nose a few minutes. Well, it still speaks to me in a very artistic way. Quarter bill, right. Uh, can, can, you, uh, can you set up a meeting with your dad, please? Wow, for a quarter mil, you better believe it, buddy. So difficult, so difficult to imagine. I just don't know. I just don't know. America is a great place. It's just filled with some people that aren't so much. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right, so enough of that. There's plenty of more information on it. I suggest you do your own homework if you haven't yet. Check out this plan to address domestic terrorism. Because, you know, without somebody facing domestic terrorism, what are we going to do? Racism is real. But we only care about racism when it's white people perpetrating it. If you're any other color, you can be as racist as you want to be. How do I know? Well, because there's open anti-Semites that are elected to the halls of the House of Representatives, and they barely even get called out. What else can you expect from these folks? Ah, maybe I'm just oversensitive these days. Maybe I've become the snowflake. I don't really think so, but maybe it's me. 
Maybe I'm no longer in a position where I can think rationally and reasonably about this because I am a white male Christian. I'm a bad guy. All right, let's take the mid-hour break before I go too much further past the time. And uh, let's start that off once again, as usual, with my friend Ron Edwards and the Edwards Notebook. President Harry S. Truman held office during the end of World War II. In 1946, he reminded Americans of what we fought for and how to preserve it. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, President Truman recounted how the Allies encountered the forces of evil around the world, and he acknowledged sought to banish religion and democracy from the face of the earth. The forces of evil have long realized that both true religion and liberty are founded in the basic principle of the worth and dignity of the individual, man and woman. On the other hand, dictatorships have always rejected that principle. Dictatorship, by whatever name it's founded in the doctrine that the sovereign individual amounts to nothing and that the bossy state is the only thing that counts. Many Democrats today believe that men, women, and children who are not aborted are here on the earth to simply serve the draconian state. If we the people would seek to live by the ordained precepts of the ancient prophets and the teaching of the Sermon on the Mount, problems which now pose huge threats to our republic would dissipate dramatically. President Trump admonished a group of wimpy ministers to learn to be bold so that the church could fulfill its mission on earth of being a sincere light of God's truth in this dark world. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Welcome. I'm Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. Many veterans have been in the hospitals throughout the pandemic without the ability to see family or loved ones. As a result, depression is on the rise. Here's your veterans tip of the day. Go to songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us and click on the donate button to contribute an MP3 system to a veteran. You can help fight depression. Go to songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. This has been your veterans tip of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break. I want to take this opportunity to remind you to please, uh, if you haven't already, uh, follow the link in today's show description. If you're listening to the podcast in particular, just go to the show description, uh, copy the link in its entirety, paste that bad boy into your web browser, and go visit the fine folks over at the Hero Soap Company. This this company is absolutely top-notch. They source everything from within uh, American companies uh, as much as they can from within the United States, period. This is the most America-first company out there. And, hey, let's face facts. We all need to stay clean. Cleanliness is uh, vital for, uh, you know, things like being healthy, uh, just as an example. And in this time of crisis, of health concerns, yeah, it doesn't hurt to be clean, okay? Nobody's going to get you cleaner, better, in a America-first fashion than the fine folks over at the Hero Soap Company. So please, once again, uh, follow the link and copy that link in its entirety. That way, once you go over there, not only do you get to see all the latest stuff that these folks are up to and new ways of keeping you clean, but... They know I sent you, and that's just as important because 
I need all that uh, goodwill from these companies as I can get. Uh, I, I just need your help. Please go visit them. Go make a purchase. And just make sure you followed this link so that they know, yes, indeed, I sent you. All right, so enough of that business. Now, I was talking a little bit about Biden's domestic terror plan, uh, which there's really, I will probably revisit that because people are going to be talking about it more and more over the next few days. And you're going to get a lot of pushback from it because the vagueness, uh, the only thing that they're a little too specific about is that they really want to fight white supremacy. They don't seem to be concerned about any other type of racism. It's just racism's only bad if it's white people doing it. And I don't know, maybe that's still coming from this crazy mindset where the left has redefined racism to be only racism when it comes from people in a position of authority or privilege. But as I pointed out in a recent broadcast, uh, there's not that much authority and privilege for the average white person in this country. Not anymore. Uh, there was a time when there was, but it's not. And, of course, people are still going to say, well, that's just not true, and you're being racist by even saying that. Well, I'm going to ask you little questions like, how did AOC become a representative in the United States House of Representatives? She's not white. She's a young lady of color. What about Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley? What about... Every other member of the House and the Senate who just happened to not be white. Did they overcome white privilege? Or do they now have a certain level of privilege? If we're having a conversation on a college campus, who's got the privilege of being in the more politically accepted camp? The resident leftist? Or some white conservative who's just trying to say, hey, you know what? It's not right to be racist. And that goes both ways. <gasps> Your fragility is showing, white guy. Now, what's astounding to me is the fact that we have Democrats that are running for office around the country that are now trying to make the claim that just because conservatives are up at arms about critical race theory being taught in schools now, that somehow that that's just... Well, that's just tinfoil hat territory. That's just the newest part of the vast right-wing conspiracy. That we're just making it up. There's nothing to be concerned about in critical race theory, is there? There's nothing to be concerned about when you say that the country wasn't really founded when we wrote the Declaration of Independence and began our revolutionary war to overthrow the yoke of a dictator in England. Nope, nope, that's not when we were founded. Uh, when we wrote and ratified our Constitution, when we had our Constitutional Convention, when we established what kind of government this nation would have once we had won our independence from England. Nope, nope, that's not when it was founded. Well, then tell me, oh, wise ones, when was the nation founded? Oh, guess what? It was founded in 1619. Because that's when the first slaves were brought to the colonies. All right, I want you to think about that for just a second. You just brought slaves to the colonies. That was the founding of America? That America only fought a revolutionary... Now, this is part of the 1619 Project's 
teach Revolutionary War in order to keep slaves? Because there were without reform in England that would eventually end slavery? Then why did we end slavery much earlier uh, than the empire did? The British Empire did not put an end to slavery as the United States did. But I want to make it very clear. You're saying that when slaves were brought to the colonies, that was the founding of America. How could it be? In that very phrase, you're saying the colonies. At that point in time, America was not founded. It was not an independent British colonies. It was the newest expansion of the British Empire. And it was brought as a result of a slave trade that was not imminently. But we literally have now candidates like McAuliffe, former Clinton uh, people, trying to, to run for and win higher office. That's literally claiming that uh, claiming that critical race theory is racist is just a right-wing lie. It's just a conspiracy theory. Well, I've got a conspiracy theory for you. When you write something like the 1619 Project and you cannot even yourself try to defend it as, as the author, you can't defend this yourself as being a work anything other than fiction, then maybe it should be taken as fiction. Maybe maybe I can get on Amazon Prime and watch the Amazon original uh, show Man in the High Castle, if you've never read the novels. Uh, maybe I can watch the show Man in the High Castle, which is an alternate reality where the Axis powers won World War II. Maybe I could watch that and say, ooh, well, that also is a bold reimagining. Is that the truth? 1619 is just as honest and true as the reality created in the fiction of the Andy Dick, uh, not Andy Dick, of the, uh, oh, now I can't, I'm going to keep saying Andy now. Uh, famous science fiction author, you guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, not the goofball Hollywood personality. What is his name now? I, I'm just gonna kill me. I, I should probably Google it. Why do I not think of these things? Uh, <laughs> I have access to it. Why don't I just take the time? Uh, to, to Philip K. Dick. That's him. I, I knew he was. <laughs> I knew the guy's last name was Dick. Philip K. Dick. And I'm embarrassed not to be able to just about that right off. I'm very embarrassed by that. I sh will probably have to take the rest of the week off to get over that. Uh, <laughs> but hey, I shared it with you right here. If Philip K. Dick's Man in the High Castle is not true, but is just as true as the 1619 Project, maybe we shouldn't be treating it like it is historical fact. Maybe we shouldn't be teaching it in school any more than we teach critical race theory of any kind. Now, we've been lectured quite recently about how critical race theory is something that came out of law school. Again, that still doesn't make it right. It's called theory for a reason. Somebody sat there, and they just made that crap up as an attempt to explain why they're so angry. And why are you so angry? You're living in the best country on the planet to be part of a minority class. 
You're living in a nation that gives you a voice as a minority, that elevates the most talented among you in your chosen fields, even if that field isn't that great. I mean, there's a lot of <clears throat> rap artists out there who elevate to the very heights of the music world by virtue of being really good at that thing that they're doing, regardless of how much cultural value it actually brings to the country. The point is, this is a country where being part of a minority, being a color other than black, is not a handicap. It can become one if you want to lean on that crutch. But I'm sorry, critical race theory teaching our children that if you're white, you're an oppressor, there's nothing you can do, and there is no redemption for you. Sorry. If you're a person of color, you are a victim, you are the oppressed, and that will always be the case no matter how successful you are. But, oh, by the way, if you are successful, it's only going to be because government did that for you. You didn't build that. That's a horrible message for children, especially in a nation that has worked so long and hard to reach a level of equality. And it is only through applicable equality and then the effort to be individually successful can you expect an outcome of equity that is, in fact, fair and reasonable. Any other efforts at equity is only going to be something that tears people's lives down. It's another roadblock. It's going to stop you. And worst of all, it's going to give more power to the people who need it and deserve it the least. Elected officials. It's dangerous times. I'm not a fan of where these people are taking us. And if you haven't already woken up to the fact that you're in the crosshairs right now, boys and girls, we are in the crosshairs. We are targeted by virtue of loving the Constitution, by virtue of wanting to have a prosperous life, of wanting limited government, of wanting the government to stay out of our ways and out of our lives as much as possible. You go do the things that we're allowing you to do, which seems to be the last things that they want to do. Do we have any elected officials left that are in positions of prominence that can make something happen that are still fighting for the constitutional restraints to be held in place and in check? Do we have those same people that are fighting for the American people, for the actual concepts and American values of unity and individual liberty and individual responsibility? See, that's where it gets tricky. They don't want any responsibility. I'm going to say one more time. Sometimes tough love is the only love that matters. It's the only love that counts because it's the only love that will bring an end result where the person is better for it after. They learn the lesson of standing on their own. They learn the lesson of facing consequences. They learn the lesson of understanding that when you do something that doesn't work, you don't double down on it. You find a better path. The leftists, they're not capable of that because they're not willing to admit that there's nothing, nothing in their grand plans that will ever work. It's doomed. Collectivism doesn't work. And you ultimately always end up with the animal farm. You always start out with the platitudes that all animals are equal. And once those folks are in charge, suddenly some are more equal than others. And that is is an undeniable, undeniable result each and every time 
without exception. <sighs> All right, that's going to have to be it for today. Thank you so very much for listening, as always. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take those other guys' word for it. Be prepared to put it importantly. Use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe. Be smart. You know, be careful. All those things you need to be doing. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, be smart even if it goes against your nature. Be back again soon. I'm out.